This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 61. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Mars Cassidy picture Goodfellas one grisly joking minute at a time. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. Hey. And our special guest this week is independent filmmaker Henry Nazarbacht. Hello, Henry. Hello, hello. Hello, Henry. Henry. How Henry. are we? 
I refuse to be referred to as anything but Hendry for, <laughs> for this the, entire tenure. For the duration of the week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, I'm going to slip. Thanks for joining us, and uh, let's get started. So this minute kicks off with Jimmy likening the guy in the painting to someone they may know who may be dead in their trunk, and then uh, ends with Henry explaining over the voiceover they've got a problem because Billy Bats was a made man. So uh, we finish off the very delightful midnight snack, or 3 a.m. snack with, with Tommy's mother here uh, before we move on to actually burying uh, Billy Bats' body as we return to the very first scene of the film. Yeah, the wrap-up of the meal and looking at the painting and De Niro making the joke, uh, this has always stuck with me ever since I saw the movie for the first time. The guy in the painting doesn't look anything like him. Well, without the beard. Even without the beard. Doesn't look anything like him. Well, if you're spending, you know, what, two hours stabbing a guy and then another few hours thinking about how you're going to chop him up, like, he's on your mind. You're probably seeing him any- everywhere. Like, this is Scorsese. He probably looks like Frank Vincent to them, you know? It's like, you know, in the cartoons when they get hungry? <laughs> yeah, 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 the chicken. Yeah, the chicken leg. Their idea of that is Frank Vincent. <laughs> like, at one point, like Tommy leaned over to Jimmy and he was like, you notice my mother looks like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without the beard. Without yeah. the beard, without the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really also like, uh, once again, how much Jimmy enjoys his own joke. Oh, Loves with it. a quintessential De Niro <laughs> laugh. Yeah. yeah. Tongue falling out of the mouth. That actor, that you know, that you know the two faces, like the the white actor faces, where the ones frowning and the ones yes. that make it that's yes. De Niro's face when he laughs. Yes, you're right. Where the eyes sort of do that. No one else's face does that, but apparently he got the mask. Somehow. It's amazing. I like I like in this bit that when he says it, like Henry, who's been uncomfortable this whole time, makes that face that just goes, This is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel actually I felt like that was the first time at the dinner table where Henry looked comfortable. Like he did he's like it's a genuine smile and laugh, you know, like in a I don't he know still if it shook was, his head like I should, I should Well yeah, there's that there's the head shake, but it's the same head shake when one of your buddies says something that they shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like it's that also you know, the conversation's yeah. off of him again, like it's not yeah. about that joke and they're not talking about how quiet he is or anything like that. Like he's yeah. back, he's off the spotlight now they're talking about the painting or whatever. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a good thing they're laughing that no, nobody hears the banging on the truck going on well so that that's my other question so the bang on the tr- is the bang on the trunk actually happening with that pan to the car or is the bang on the truck happening is it, is, it, it, is it a sound effect cross is it yes yeah, it is a yeah exactly it's a crossfade because if if they didn't hear the bang on the trunk and then drive because they're in they've got to be in queen somewhere at tommy's mother's house and i went back and i looked at the beginning of the movie and where they i'm pretty sure they're on the taconic pretty sure that's the parkway they're on and so th- that's at least 45 minute drive to the point where they where where Henry hears the banging. So I well, think, he well, could have woken up. Be, yeah, he could bang, fall in and out of consciousness. The blood loss. Yeah, he well, was. Here's a couple of things. One, the camera goes through the window, and that car is is right there. Yes, I mean they are. They happen. The the dining room happens to be feet from the dead that, body. That's a normal Queen's house layout. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I know. The the window is also closed, Josh. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. But yeah. also, if, I don't know if you've been in an old uh, house in Queens. Uh, sometimes the windows are not up to spec, and this was also forty-five years ago. Yeah. So there's <laughs> that. So are sometimes you, are you making the argument that they should be able to hear it? I'm saying, yeah, it's pretty. It's a telltale heart kind of thing that's going on there, which is actually probably more what they're trying to accomplish. No, I think I think it's just an aud- I think it's an audio crossfade. Yeah. Well, either way, I'd like to just point out that Billy's really putting up a fight <laughs> for a guy who has been that brutalized i mean he was shaking the whole car yeah i mean i get it 
it's the fight for his entire life. Yeah, what would you do in that scenario? Oh, I, I would have given I would have given up back at the bar. <laughs> would you be looking for a knife to just finish yourself off in the trunk? Exactly, I'm done. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through physical therapy and rehab and all that. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna battle my way back. Stitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's an old man. <laughs> right. He's fighter. You you have to give Billy back. Just that. got out of jail. Like, yeah. Six hours ago. He's 50 years old at this point. Ah. So. I just got out of jail. And now <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So then after we leave the house, anything more in the house or should we move Classic to the next Classic Billy. <laughs> anything more on the, the ending of the meal, the painting, anything more? Nope. Okay, so I love the next sequence in which we, we quickly speed through the cold open again from the drive to the noticing of the sound to stabbing and shooting him again. And then yep. we get to see him buried. I love the pace of it. I love the use of still frames. I think the Reverse sound is great. Frame. Well, there's a there's a couple of th- there's a couple of things with it that I that I know. Well, two things. One is that if you go back and look at the original shooting script, the flashback in the beginning was not in the original plan. Mm-hmm. It started with the bats murder, but it didn't have that same kind of jump the way it is now. So it's cool, kind of interesting to see how that kind of happens. But then also, like, do I, I agree with you? I like the pace of it, but there's the shot of Henry opening the trunk, and then the next shot is the trunk is closed again. Which is, I saw for the first time watching this minute. I've seen this movie, right. you know, a hundred times. I'd never noticed. It doesn't matter. Right. It's almost it like an matter. optical illusion. It's weird, right? Yeah, because I'd never noticed it either. I thought that was funny. It's surreal. Yeah. I mean, you're watching it. You see there's a reverse freeze frame, which is the first time where Jimmy, instead of starting with him moving and then freezing him, he's frozen and then he starts to move again. That's right. different. It, this is all that sort of, you know, since we, since we saw it's 1970 now, we're in a different we're in a different epoch. Things are all happening differently than they were before. And if you can feel it as we go through all, we were saying it before, but as we go through this week, it, it has a different pace entirely. <laughs> like everything is a little different. Um, and I think that this right. is a good, that's a good uh, symbol for it, I guess, this whole little montage thing. I'm also, I just verified I'm completely wrong. It totally was in the, the shooting script the way it was. <laughs> the way they did it here. I don't know. I can't trust a word you're saying. I don't know why I said that. For some reason, I think I saw a version of the script or it wasn't, uh, but I just found the shooting so, script and it is there. Oh, yeah, you so. saw a version of it. Yeah, okay. yeah. And earlier. This is an important. This is an important lesson for the for the listeners. Yeah. Don't take what we're saying for granted. Not all comments will be valid. Not all comments will be. <laughs> but when possible. We'll completely call ourselves out. Uh, yeah, exactly. Very yeah, what really resonated with me this time watching it was the gunshot flashes and the you know the the whether it's a still or slow motion or whatever when Jimmy's shooting in the trunk and the those those bright you know, lens flare flashes are almost like like paparazzi bulbs. Yeah, they fill yeah. the whole universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Listen to you with your your film school talk. That was and there's nice. a tiny tiny freeze frame on the profile shot of all three of them and yes. Jimmy's in. Shooting it, it's like it's like a three frame freeze frame of just the illumination from the trunk. It's just gorgeous. you know, it's actually it's really similar to the wedding scene. Yes, yeah. yes. Remember with the with the flash, yeah, the flash photography when they're getting married and they pulled they use those freeze frames. Like that's interesting. I wonder if that was meant to be juxtaposed or not. Whatever the term is, not juxtaposed, but oh, just probably for the similar effect. Yeah, yeah. So after that, then they then they're disposing of the body, and my comment is is like, so Tommy killed him, right? Well. Well, I mean, Tom, Tommy, Tommy, and Jimmy Tommy killed, killed him, him, right? Yeah. Right. So, why is Henry digging the hole? 
Also, I think he did it all by himself because those guys are still wearing their jackets. Exactly. Like, what, what, oh, like why did Henry why, pull the short straw here? Why, why, he why, didn't is Henry, kill. why is Henry driving the car? Right. Like, he's the one. He this. Why did he? He didn't participate in the murder. Yep. He like at the beginning of the uh, when Tommy comes back to kill Billy Bats, he's in the corner like doing the fucking books or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. He's at the end of the bar, and he goes over and locks the door. He doesn't interrupt his friends, but it's a decision that they've made. He's not going to be able to sway them out of the decision, right. but he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that they get away with it. He's well, yeah, there so, to help his friends. Yeah, so, so, so I mean, yes, he's, him and Jimmy are complicit in this. and that, that, I mean, those are the two funny things I thought, is that... Well, is that they're, they're, Jimmy's, he, Jimmy's a little more than complicit. Well, that's Jimmy's what I mean. That's, but no, no, but that's, that's my point. In the, in the voiceover, he's like, Tommy killing bats is bad, and Tommy, 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 and it's like... Jimmy was pretty involved in it, you know. Like, well, <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let no. Let's work this out. Right. Tommy was definitely the reason. Yes, he was the he spark. Made, he made he the was decision. the catalyst. Yes. And so all that his crew did was back him up, and maybe that's that part's accepted. In mob law, mob law, mob law, mob mob log. Um, in, in mob rules, that means the, the guy who enjoins in on the killing is okay as long as he didn't start the. Yeah, he he didn't start it, right? Okay. Yeah. I think they're just playing their roles. Are you yeah. are you saying that authoritatively? No, I'm <laughs> you if that's what you're saying. Oh, that oh, there was a question, right? No, yeah, that's sort of what I'm getting at. I was agreeing with it. I, I back Connor. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> he was asking a question, and we were like, he's no, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> that's fine. But okay, that's but still, okay, so fine. So that that excuse is referring it to as Tommy's murder and, and and whatever. But it doesn't explain why Henry is doing all the work tonight because he didn't do any of the killing. <laughs> You're supposed to be doing this stuff too, Henry. <laughs> Henry's got to. They got to use Henry's car. They got to drive to his mother's. They got to drive upstate. Henry's got to dig the hole. They they drag the body in, but Henry's got to bury it. Like, why is Henry doing all the also, work? Also, like, think about says it. he always makes a point of pointing out Henry is a helpful guy, and he he like as, as fucked up as this sounds, like he, he cares about his friends and he doesn't want them to get caught. And they, his friends probably know that they've known him for. And they like take 25 years that they're going to yeah. take advantage of him being such a helpful guy as self selfless guy. I don't know. And he's got things organized. Yeah. And also they're, they're a tight crew the, and the murder happened in his establishment. I mean, right. he's, he's involved as you can be. Tommy is pretty emotional. Him, he had to go back and, and clean, clean the nightclub. He's yeah. the one who like is hosing out his, he needs to find some enzyme cleaner. First of all, for yeah. that drunk. Because well, that hose alone is not going to do it. Well, that's later. That's later. That's much later. Yeah. Sorry. For a different reason. What trunk? <laughs> that's exactly, also, exactly right. I also enjoyed how uh, Tommy and uh, Jimmy just kick the body into the hole. Yes. <laughs> they, they drag it to the edge. Drag instead it of dragging it all the way in, they stand up and kick it. Yep. So one last fucking. Well, we, we understand that Jimmy loves to kick. The final indignity. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what's said as opposed to just what's done. Uh, Henry does some more explaining about how things work, and he tells us that murder was the only way that everybody stayed in line. That's the only thing they could think of. Well, I mean, in it's all of yeah, them. Their business is crime, so it's not like you can do anything. Yeah, to yeah. Other, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna go to the cops on each other. That would be against that's, the that's rules. A, that's a rough. That's a rough system. I mean, that's a, that's a really it's a one strike and you're out kind of system. It's kind of like that. Oh. Well, if I screw this up, I'm dead. Well, that said, and yet that said, a lot of chances. Reflect on your own personal, professional experience. Everyone's and going to make peace with their own morality, Josh. Exactly, and think of, and think about when you're at work and you you accidentally screwed up something or whatever. You, you didn't get you didn't get murdered. 
as the, as the stakes go higher with the work, and so well, we had to have a we had to have a meeting <laughs> and we had to wait for that other guy to call in from remote and ugh, there was a fax. It was a whole thing. Uh, but you know, and he said, you know, he said shooting people was a normal thing. It was no big deal. Well, that's that's what happened. I mean, we talk about this all the time. You know, guys that disappeared. I don't know. It seemed like a big deal. It seems also like the murder. The murder aspect is uh, as a way of like conflict resolution. Seems like a way to keep it uh, almost personal. Like it's it's between Tommy and Billy Bats. Like the other way you could uh, hurt someone is by fucking with their money. But then you fuck with the entire family's enterprise, and then you piss off you know how many dozens, if not like a hundred people. You know, yeah. like this is just keeping it between him and Billy. Yeah, there's a, there's a domino effect there, and that and that's the thing. Like a lot yeah. of to- a lot of times, these conflicts might happen, and you know, like that's kind of why Henry didn't go. In. He's got to let Tommy do it. You know, like Tom right. Tommy has a problem, and and he's going to solve it, and Henry's not going to stop him or help. But Jimmy will just kick, just start kicking. No, any hey, excuse. He's, play- he's playing his role. Of a hat. Any excuse. <laughs> Ultimately, the point for me is though that the violence is also the flaw in the system because of that, because it is personal. Because what? what always happens is something flares up, and you don't, <laughs> it's, you don't, you don't fix it. Just the, people get killed, and then it rolls out of control. There's a fine, there's a very fine line here between <laughs> just like it's a, the the cl- the cliff they go over with the murder is very short. You know, like it's not, that's a good murder. But, oh no, that's a bad murder. But but that's the thing also, and that's why this this particular murder was bad, and why they potentially were in trouble. And we'll get into this later in the movie. But like the whole idea was that there was a system of respect and a system of honor in you know if the mafia existed, which it doesn't. There, you know, in order to do this, you needed to get the okay of someone above the person you want to kill. So, so like, one of my notes, what, yeah. what he says that there was a, uh, if you wanted to do something like this, there was a process. What do you think that process was the, like? The process, the process is going to his boss. So in this particular case, Billy Bass oh. is part of, part of the Gambino crew. So whoever was the head of the Gambino family, I, I'm not sure if Carlo Gambino was still in, at this point or, or whatever, but, um, so go to the head of his family and say, you know, this happened. He disrespected me. I want, you know, I want resolution, you know, and they'll either say, okay, yeah, you're, you can kill him or, or no, well, you know, or, you know, you take, you have some of his, you know, his rackets or some of his routes or, you know, like there'd be some sort of restitution. There was a system. And yeah, it was Carlo Gambino still. Like, yeah. So they would, they so, would have a sit down. Yeah. But so also, wouldn't, wouldn't the first person that they go to, wouldn't that be Polly? Yeah, the first person they go to is Paulie. Then Paulie would go up to uh, above Paulie to because Paulie's just a a capo. He's not the head of the family. I mean, he's part of the Lucchese mm-hmm. family, so he's got to go up to Lucchese and then um, or whoever's he's not running. an underboss. He, he's he's well, yeah, but not not to the not to the point of being able to go to Carlo Gambino. He's not a capo though. He's higher than that. Oh, what's the what's the hierarchy again? Underboss. Yeah, he's probably an underboss. Sous yeah. Chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he, regardless of what it is, Paulie was only the head of the crew. He wasn't. He wasn't the head of the family. So Paulie's got to bump it up to somebody else, who then has to agree to say, "Yeah, no, yeah, Paulie's more. Yeah, you're right. Paulie's probably more an underboss, and whereas Jimmy's probably more. Well, not, Jimmy's not a capo, but yeah, but you know, but um, like a captain, kind of, you know, kind of. I thing. guess the uh, well, we kind of see this earlier in the film when the uh, what, I can't remember the guy who owns the tiki bar, but like he goes to. Yeah, he goes to he goes to Hendry, 
and Hendry goes to Polly, and then yeah. you know he just kind of facilitates the thing. It well, yeah, like that, that's a, that, on a much higher level. Yeah, yeah, that's on a much local level. That speaks so right. so. Sonny, Sonny Buns, who is not an, a maid, who is not in the family at all, he's just somebody who owns a restaurant. Has a problem with somebody in Polly's crew. He goes to and he goes to Henry. Henry brokers it and makes sets up a meeting with with Polly. You see, so now. So what? Yeah. So what would have ha- had to happen then is that they would have, you know, Tommy's got to go to Paulie, say this is what happened. Paulie's got to say, let it go, or yeah, let's go talk to the Gambinos and see what we can do about it. But and Tommy so- did the math on all that in a very short amount of time. He said, this isn't going to work out, and I still want to kill this guy, so I think I'm going to do it anyway. That's yeah, what I was going to say is that th- them knowing all of this and in hindsight, it being so finite and sure, why did they do it? Yeah. Well, I think you guys are giving Tommy way too much credit. Yes. Agreed. Tommy is a psychopath who yeah. everyone else was afraid of because he would snap and not even think about what he was doing other than he had rage and he wanted to kill. Yeah, because those are the people who thrived in the system. Violence is the flaw in the system. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, if Paul, they just did business, everything would be fine. Paul Vario was a capo. He was a capo. There we go. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. So we, we gave Paulie more credit than he deserved. Well, he's got a lot of gravitas. But I think the important point thing here, too, is that this is a dramatization and an illustration of the violence and when situations deviated out of control. And like we talked about last week, the time span between the murder and the incident was three weeks, and the actual murder was probably more business-based than personal. But uh, Also, yeah. these are just blue-collar guys. Yeah, they're just cutting corners. Yeah, they're shining shoes. But Ron, do you want to explain to people what the concept of a made man is? Do, have we not talked about that, or...? Kind of did. Billy, at the end, Henry lets us know that Billy was made, and that was a big problem. Yeah. So basically what that means is that this is, um, you know, a, a, a made man is a— You want to talk about this? Well, we, well, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, it's a good point. But we talked about it when we, when we introduced the bats. I think we, I think we already talked about it. Real quickly, I will just touch upon it, is that uh, if the mafia existed, they have a system to fully initiate a member into their ranks— and in order to do that, you need to be uh, 100% Italian. You need to be able to trace your lineage back to uh, back to the uh, back to the old, the old country. country. Yeah, exactly. Does, does it have Sicily. to be Sicily in particular? No, it doesn't have to be Sicily. Although a lot of it came from Sicily, but yeah, but yeah, but it doesn't have to be Sicily specifically. And also, in reality, they really they they less they they weaken that rule as the years have gone on. By the way, but yeah, so basically, it's just a matter of idea of. Is there a newsletter? How do you? <laughs> but basically, the the idea is that it's just it's just saying that somebody's with you know like he's with us. He's you know fully initiated. He's committed. He's taken the oath of silence, and you know and and basically it's 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 like tenure. Let's just you know it's like that. So there you go. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> special kind of tenure. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful what you just did there. <laughs> anyone have any note, anyone else have any notes on this minute? No. Oh, I was no. I, I was going to. Uh, I'm not speaking was, for you. <laughs> uh, I was just going to bring up the structure of this film in particular uh, <laughs> because it's so it's so emblematic of the entire film's structure. Like, not only does the minute pick up, like you know, 20, 30 seconds in to the beginning of the film, giving context to what happened in the beginning. So it's not this like episodic little thing. It gives context to that whole thing. And then at the end of the minute, it goes back to the beginning of the hit. Right. Like inside of 60 seconds, he Scorsese and Schoonmaker flip the narrative in different directions like four times. Well, yeah, and also – but it's also as a way to – now we're one hour into the movie and it's almost as if like everything before this was, was preface. Yeah, yes. and now we're here. And now the movie is starting, you know? Yeah. It, now, yeah, now, now we've right. hit we've hit now 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 right now exactly present yeah. this is now um, uh, now 
I also real quickly, I think we missed. Aren't we supposed? Aren't we supposed to drink at the uh, Jimmy kicking uh, freeze frame? Aren't we supposed to drink at every freeze frame? I thought we were, they were we were just kicking when Jimmy does a sideways look. <laughs> okay, I don't know, but anyway, the, uh, there's a great Jimmy mid kick freeze frame at the end of the minute, which I which he held yeah. he holds for like three seconds. But the pre freeze yeah. frame, they come into it, it's frozen. I mentioned this yeah. earlier. Yeah. As opposed to freezing it after the movie. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. There's a, re- a, a reverse a, freeze frame. Yeah, a which rever- is jarring itself because it, you know it's yep. jumping time again and it's not moving. It, you know, it's completely still. Yep. It's a, it's the old reverse freeze frame. Nice. Mm-hmm. That old gambit. Yeah. So that's all I got. So the fuck count for this minute is zero. There are, I don't think there are any fucks in the voiceovers. Throughout the I think book. they make up for it with multiple stats. Ah, fuck. Um, and the fun fact for this minute is that the Pontiac Grand Prix. So uh, we don't. I don't know. I'm sure Ron, your dad knows. I did not know yes. what what year this this particular Grand Prix is in the film. But uh, 1969, the year before this incident, sold 112,000 plus uh, cars. I bet you didn't sell this one. And in 1970, <laughs> sold only 65,000. Well, so so to answer your question, Connor, it is a 1968 Pontiac Grand Prix. Oh. So there you go. One year. What did they sell in '68? I don't know. I don't Come have on, all the, the the years in front of me. Just those. It was a stolen 1968 Pontiac Grand Prix. <laughs> you don't know that. Someone bought it. You assume that. You don't know he stole his car. That car. Why would he steal a car? Why would he in bring? My mother's name. Why would he bring that heat on him? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a dumb mistake to make. Yeah. He probably oh. he probably oh, bu- he bought it with cash. I would they get pulled over because it's, it's it's car that's uh, reported stolen, and they find the body, then it's all yeah. over. Yeah, somebody else stole it. They wipe the they wipe the VIN. Here's what we're learning, it's Ron: clean. is that we should never involve Josh in any. any- oh, I oh I know his 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 instincts are the opposite of what we need, Connor. I thought that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I have terrible criminal instincts, <laughs> and I will own that <laughs> entirely. You sound too proud. That's it for Minute 61. Tune in tomorrow for Minute 62. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMin. And you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. Hank or Hendry, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, um, at <laughs> Nasserbox, which is my last name. It's N-A-S-S-E-R-B-A-K-H-T. Jeez. All right. Old world. Old Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Real old. So fucking old. And you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash GFM or go to goodfellasminute.com slash support where you can shop via Amazon, especially during the holiday season. If you have any questions or anything of note, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. You don't even have to be related to Ron to do that. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to Friday in which we bestow upon another patron a mob name. We open the books for them. So look forward to that on Friday. Until then, until tomorrow, actually, we'll talk to you later. Go from a rags to return. My fate is up.